Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Say Metro by T-Mobile. Got the best deal in wireless. And it's all for you. All for me. Just switch quickly. Because Metro has two lines for 80. And two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free. Plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be. Only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. Welcome to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap, where I, Kyle Vorchek at FF Kyle Kid, take you on a tour through the last week in Road of His Radio podcasting. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that even though the NFL season is underway, you can still get your Rotoviz NFL Pass for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, tools, and best of all, it supports this podcast. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at roadways.com forward slash podcast. First clip this week comes to you courtesy of the Dynasty Tradecast, where Eric, Nathan, and Dan have guest Dwayne Brown on this week. In the clip, they talk about the return of Josh Gordon, one of the most interesting storylines we've had this year, and how his return will impact Corey Coleman's Dynasty value as well. Have a listen. I think Twitter's lost its damn mind already on Josh Gordon. Um, so that's, I think we all called that as well, that, that it's amazing the short-term memory that, that Twitter seems to have, um, valuation wise. I mean, does a mid first even get you Josh Gordon now? I'm, I'm not, I'm not actually convinced that that'll do it. I think it's gotta be pretty close. He, I mean, he's worth every bit of a first. I don't know if he's worth a high first he'll get there probably. Um, but the, the big factor here is he didn't look any different than he did four years ago or whenever it was that he was good. He still has that effortless speed. He catches anything within range. He had 11 targets, I think, on Sunday, and six of them were catchable, and he caught four. 
Um, yep. That's, that's, that's I mean, important that, to mention is if you were watching that game, he was open. The Kaiser oh, just couldn't yeah. get him the ball. Yep. He, he blew up the right sideline on a, on just a go pattern. And it was, he just did, barely looked like he was trying and he got two steps on the, on the defensive back, like nothing Kaiser underthrew it by like five yards. Like butter. Uh, okay. So that, I mean, it's sort of crazy because last, uh, what, like two weeks ago, we were talking about a second round valuation form. Now we're talking about like the one Oh five valuation form. Uh, if you own Gordon, I mean, are you parting with him for that price? Are you, are you taking, playing with house money since he was worth literally nothing a couple weeks ago. I I'd take any non-playoff pick. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, what about, what about Coco? Are we, uh, I mean, valuation wise, are, are you guys looking to buy low as well in that situation? Hoping that next year they get an, an actual serviceable quarterback. Dwayne. Uh, I don't know. Um, if I could get Coco for a late first, I'd be all over it. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of what I was thinking yeah. too. He's not my type sure. of I mean, player. I guess it's he's kind of the guy I'd buy, wait for him to have a big game, sell him again. Sure, like tur- just just the flip, right? So um, yeah, yeah, that's I think- Dwayne's game, man. The value flip. You you buy low, you sell high, and you just keep building up those profits. I think I think if you can get in as a, at a late first, I think if you have this short window before you know your your playoffs start up, a lot of teams or a lot of leagues. You know, they shut down the tr- trades for the three weeks of the playoffs, or you know, after tonight ends, or something like that. But um, go if you if your trades aren't closed yet, go send out a late first or an early second for Corey Coleman. And just get feelers out. You'll get some probably rude responses, but I mean, it's it's worth the shot because he's worth more than that. But if you can get him low, go do it. He really failed his way into the perfect situation. Flunks out of Kansas City, gets hired by Cleveland, who's got over $100 million in cap space, took three first-round picks last year, will get two top-ten first picks this year, as well as three seconds, and just got Josh Gordon back. Best of all, he has to get two wins, and he's an improvement. Pure randomness should get you two wins in a single season. That's all he has to do is not fight the natural variance of an NFL season. In my opinion, and even though this won't happen because it's too good to be true, Anything less than signing Kirk Cousins and trading the Josh Rosen 101 pick is suboptimal. You put Kirk Cousins with Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, an up-and-coming David Njoku, Duke Johnson in the backfield, that's a legitimate NFL offense for the first time in a long time in the city of Cleveland. When St. Louis traded the number two overall pick, they got first-round picks for the next two years, a first-round pick that year, and a second-round pick. That means two first-round picks for three consecutive years plus the bounty of second-round picks Cleveland has, tell me that team is not at least a playoff team, if not more. Also, Kirk Cousins is Jacksonville. Another thing that's too good to happen. But I digress. Moving on to our next clip, we have Colm Kelly with his guest, Hassan Rahim, on the road of his highlight reel, talking about trading and more league philosophies than anything. Take it away. The more trading in leagues, the better those leagues are, the, the more uh, people are willing to take those chances because it gets more uh, com- camaraderie going between the players. There's more negotiations, more talk, and it just makes it for a better league overall. But I am in some leagues where maybe you think, oh, I'm looking to acquire somebody and it's this player, and you go and you search through the rosters and you'll say, oh, no, he's on, uh, oh, he's on Column's team. Column never trades. He, <laughs> You know, that sort of way. So I'm looking, I, I'm, try- I'm using myself because I always try and trade, but you know, sometimes you see that player and you think, well, I'm not getting him in this league. So is there any advice for people who maybe hesitant to trade? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, you should just sort of view uh, every player as a buyer. So uh, I, when I was first starting out in fantasy football, I was very guilty of falling in love with the team that I drafted to where I also just straight up neglected waivers. Uh, but, you know, the, uh, with experience, uh, I just sort of realized that you want to, like, acquire, you know, players. Like, they, they, like, for the most part, they're pretty interchangeable, I guess, because the way I typically approach trading is I'm always looking to trade guys that have an excess of to fill out my spots that I feel that I'm fairly weak at. And really, uh, the way you do that is you identify a team who has an asset that you're looking for, and you kind of throw out an offer for said player. Now, I don't try and come in uh, particularly low just because I don't want them to be insulted and I don't want trade talks to completely die out. Uh, you know, I, I want to come in close or, or as close to market value as I find it to be, and I'll try and gauge their you know, reaction. And it's typically very good when you can get, like as you mentioned, the, the camaraderie, as long as you can get like a dialogue going, you guys can settle on something. And 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 for the most part, like if it's an asset who you really want, uh, I would say don't be you know afraid of overpaying because, again, if if you're correct, you're going to be reaping the rewards, uh, you know. Whereas you're letting go of like a a couple of other players that you yourself don't value particularly highly. Um, and so one of the things is you just got to be be and just be willing to be able, be able to make those trades, you know, regardless of your own personal player evals, as long as your process is particularly correct. And and, and I'll just give you an exa- example of that. So in, in one of my leagues, I just made the playoffs on this uh, in week back in like week four, uh, right after the London game, some uh, uh, the that that week where uh, Alvin Kamara had his big coming out party, someone offered me. J.H.I. and James White for Alvin Kamara and Duke Johnson. And, uh, you know, I, I spoke to a bunch of Rotoviz writers and I looked at the screener and like we, we realized that, you know, Ajay had a few big weeks. Maybe it's just poor luck that he didn't hit the, get any touchdowns. So and, and maybe Kamara might be at the top of his range of outcomes. And I hit except now Ajay and, and, and White, you know, really, uh, I mean, Alvin Kamara is having an all, all, you know, an all time great rookie season. But I made the trade. And so. It sure it made my team significantly worse, but had JGI actually worked out, I had a very good core of wide, you know, wide receivers, and if I'd locked into uh, you know a Jai from last season, I would have probably had got myself a buy as opposed to slinking in as the sixth seed. So just sort of an example is, you know, trust your own process or like come up with a process that you think works for you in trading, and and, and just be willing to go for it. I know the last time you heard this voice, I was just making up a scenario where the Cleveland Browns built a dynasty without doing any real analysis, just thinking with my heart. So for this one, I'll actually bring you analysis on the clip you're about to hear from On The Daily. In regards to J.H.I., who Hassan said he acquired for a hefty price of Alvin Kamara, maybe this is the week he turns it around? Maybe? He's only averaged seven carries in his four games with Philly, but he is just shy of eight yards per carry on those carries and is playing in what is now the second-highest over-under of the week at 48. All it takes is one big score from Ajayi, and he's worth his money, which is why there is at least a decent chance you'll find him in some of my draft lineups. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football and you need to try my new favorite app, Draft, here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Drafting takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start at just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in a real-life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app at any time, just search for Draft in your app store, and join a game in minutes. 
or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free, just for using my promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play for free with my promo code RVRADIO. As I mentioned before, this next clip from On the Daily with hosts Nick Giffen and Heath Kruger will let you hear a little more about JHI, the Eagles-Rams game, and the Vikings-Panthers game. Here it is. Um, Vegas is quite convinced that this Philadelphia Eagles-Los Angeles Rams game is going to be the highest scoring one of the week, uh, even though the, the game total has come down a little bit. Um, since the week started, I think with points going in favor of the Rams, but this is one with two quality defenses, or at least defenses we have seen in the, you know, this season, um, do well against opposing offenses. Um, where do you think we should really go after these two teams for DFS purposes? Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is an interesting one because, uh, I don't love, you know, the matchups for the, the uh the Rams here in terms of the wide receivers in their individual matchups. It's but it's gonna be tough to know who's gonna get the ball. I mean Cooper Cup probably has the toughest matchup, but he's also gonna move around, so we can't just play the matchup game against uh you know for for Cooper Cup. But uh I really think Todd Gurley's probably the answer on that side of the ball. If you want a piece of that offense and there's gonna be a lot of scoring, then just play Todd Gurley. On the Philly side of the ball, I kinda like Alshon Jeffrey. Um I think uh I think Aguilar is fine, but Alshon Jeffrey is expected to be shadowed by Tremaine Johnson. And actually, Tremaine Johnson has given up the most targets per route run of the projected starting Rams cornerbacks there. So um, I, I kind of like Alshon Jeffrey. I think uh, we'll also have to see what happens with Zach Ertz. If he's out, then Alshon Jeffrey is a really, really fine play. And I think Aguilar becomes a good play as well. Um, and... Uh, you know, I'm not not really as high on a Jai here. I guess uh, the matchup's pretty good. You know, I think in terms of the road of his buy low machine, it's like the seventh or eighth best matchup. But uh, I'd rather kind of play the Eagles passing game and the Rams running game, and that also kind of fits a storyline there as well. All right, that's that sounds like a great idea. And one more game just to really throw at you, and one I think people might ignore, given the two another two uh, a spot where two quality teams with good uh, defenses on both sides, the Minnesota Vikings and the Carolina Panthers. Are you really interested in either of these offenses? We show, and I saw last week that Carolina can be at least picked on a little bit um, on, at the corner spot. Do you think Keenum and Thielen and Diggs might be some guys that you can really turn to um, in a matchup to where they may be overlooked? Yeah, I like, I like, I actually like, um, Diggs and Thielen. And I guess if you like both of those, you kind of have to like Keenum as well. Uh, especially if, you know, Keenum's going to be underowned. I'm not sure what kind of his ownership will be, but, uh, I don't think it'll be that high. And I think his probability of having a good game is pretty strong. Um, Stefan Diggs will probably be, you know, uh, not necessarily shadowed by James Bradbury, but uh, he could see a lot of Bradbury and, and Bradbury struggled with Michael Thomas. Uh, I think, you know, Bradbury hasn't been a great shadow corner. So if he shadows Diggs, I like that. Even if he doesn't, he'll get Diggs will get plenty of Bradbury. Uh, Thielen's got a fine matchup in the slot. Uh, the problem is, um, Captain Munnerland, he, he, while he allows a high catch rate, there's not a lot of targets that he faces, uh, per route run, but, but 
Thielen is targeted pretty heavily. So I like I like both Diggs and Thielen, and I think uh, if you like both of them, you kind of got to like Case Keenum. So I'm definitely on board with that. I'm not as enthused about the Carolina side of the ball. Uh, I guess Cam always has some pretty good upside. Xavier Rhodes shadowing Funches, though, it kind of eliminates that for me. So you almost have to go like uh, if you're going to – I guess if you're going to play um, anybody on Carolina, it's either – Got to be somebody from the running game, maybe a Christian McCaffrey or maybe a guy like Greg Olson if you're going to pick pieces of that game or Cam, obviously. Just a few updates on that clip. Zach Ertz has returned to practice but remains in concussion protocol. Be sure to look into that more before Sunday. And like I said before, the Eagles-Rams game, the line has dropped to 48 points for the over-under making Kansas City-Oakland the highest over in 48.5 points, which makes sense as the first time they squared off this season, it was a 61-point game. And Vegas really seemed to think that Kansas City is back, projecting them to score 26 points, which makes sense as Oakland is giving up a 108 pass rating to opposing quarterbacks, five points below the next worst team, Cleveland, at 103. In addition to that, Oakland is giving up 114.9 pass rating on the road, and they will be visiting Kansas City. Expect to see a good game from Alex Smith. This next clip comes to you courtesy of the flagship Rotoviz Radio, where Pat Crane and Sean Siegel have guest Matt Friedman on, and they're talking about the upcoming rookie class. Have a listen. All right, well, uh, just to finish up here, what are your thoughts on this class overall? You mentioned that, you know, after Barkley at number one, it levels out a little bit, but in terms of overall strength, where do you see it? Um, and, And where do you think the kind of, crowd evaluation on it is is it overrated underrated how do you view this class well i mean (laughs) i'm a rookie optimist and i'm i'm the guy who always um collects draft picks uh it's it's like a it's a disease really so i mean i don't think it's as strong as the 2017 class but i don't know there are some guys who are intriguing um royce freeman from Oregon, he's intriguing. Like there are some guys who could go later in the draft, um, who might end up providing some value. So I, I think it's not as good as what we saw in 2017 uh, or maybe even 2016. Um, but I don't know. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still always interested in rookies. So I'm, I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I'm, I'm going to overvalue every rookie class. You mentioned that you had a couple other running backs sort of earlier in that second round. The second round, I think, the first round is so flat after 101. Uh, but then it, it extends, I think, deep into the second round so that one of the things that I've been looking to do this year, since it's so much cheaper, anything that has a round two label is so much cheaper than a round one label, is try and stockpile those picks. Uh, give us a quick sense of who the running backs were that you would have liked to have gotten uh, in that second round area. Yeah, so uh, Royce Freeman is someone I, I mentioned there. Um, just so so productive, and you took him at the the top of the second round. Um, I think it's. <laughs> I don't know why more people aren't talking about him. Like I, he has four straight years of just incredible production at Oregon, and it's across multiple coaching staffs. Um, he's never been an outrageously good receiver. But he's been competent each year. Um, I mean, I think he he's shown well enough as a receiver consistently enough where it's not a check against him. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, a guy who has over 1,500 scrimmage yards three out of four years, the one year being the year he was injured uh, and missed some games, um, that guy is going to be interesting to me. And then especially when he's six feet and over 230 pounds, closer to 240 pounds, like my mind will just start going crazy about guys like that. And, and the, the rumor is it's hard to know, uh, but you know, it's hard also to look at how these guys performed athletically in high school, because I think so much can change when they're in college. Um, but I think Freeman is also a pretty good athlete. So he's he's someone. I mean, I was interested in taking him in the first round, um, but if he had fallen, he was the main guy. I was really hoping to get in the second round, and I think like it's um, a sign of how unrealistic I, I maybe am right now at looking at these guys that I thought he might have a chance of slipping to the second round um, later, you know, the second half of the second round. But he's he's a guy that I'm really interested in, just massively interested in, and. Uh, I, again, in rookie drafts, if he falls to the second round right now, I really like that value. I like the way we end the show this week, talking about rookies and the upcoming clip from the High Stakes Lowdown, where Eric Balkman is interviewing Tim Deneau on his 2011 FFPC Main Event Championship. For many of us, the season is over. Whether you didn't make the playoffs at all, or you watched Matt Ryan and Alvin Kamara go up in flames last night, maybe Tim's story will cheer you up. Have a listen. Tim Deneau, the 2011 FFPC main event champion, looking to maybe become the Football Guys Players Championship uh, overall champion. Maybe you'll add that to your resume this year. Tell us, uh, because now this is six years in the past, so I'm sure some of the memories have faded, but I'm sure some of them are still very clear in your mind. With uh, your uh, with your co-owner Tim Bolu, what what do you guys or what do you remember about that uh, that three week sprint in the championship round when you won the 200 grand? Well, I can tell you it was one of the most up and down roller coaster rides of my life. We, um, it was the day after Christmas. Uh, we were sitting there in the lead with Marcus Colston and the, uh, our opponent had Matt Bryant going. Um, we thought we had it locked up. It was something like seven point lead for us. So, so it looked like a pretty much a slam dunk. And the, on the first series, Marcus Colston not in the game. And I remember looking at Tim going, you got to be kidding me. And apparently he was getting benched for something for on the first two series. So he did not play at all. And on the first couple series, Mark um, Bryant kicked two field goals. All of a sudden, we're no longer in the lead. And we're looking at each other like, this is really happening. And on that next drive, I'll never forget the first three plays right to Marcus Colson, the touchdown. All I remember is Tim jumping on my back, me running around a bar, celebrating playing TNT because that's our team fantasy name, uh, spraying champagne all over the bar. Luckily, these, the bar owners loved us, um, and it was such a great experience and one that we absolutely will never forget. So um, I, I still remember like it was yesterday, and I'm hoping we get to really enjoy that at, at another point later on here shortly. I got to believe that, you know, not – I mean, obviously seeing the Colston touchdown was amazing, but just seeing him on the field you know, on that, yes. third ser- you know, whatever it was on that third series. So it's just like, because now all of a sudden you have a chance and Colston versus Bryant in a coin flip. Well, you know, I'll take my chances with Marcus Colston, but just seeing him on the field that you guys had to be like, I mean, your heart had to skip a beat then. 
Yeah, I think though the problem is, is I, I'm negative by nature. I'm always like, what's going to happen here? I know, oh, he's going to get hurt, or so, so. All those thoughts were still going through my mind. But when he caught the touchdown, caught the three balls, it was kind of like sinking, like, holy crap, we're really going to do this. And you know, we've had a couple of runs where we were top ten going into the last week, and then our team literally put up ninety points, and oh. and and we fell out of the top twenty, and. Um, you know, we've had two top five finishes in the main event, um, but that one certainly will always be the most memorable because, well, you know, it, it's it's certainly special to, to take down a, a championship for the pride factor, and certainly the money is is uh, another great great uh, prize. You know, so that's I, I don't think we'll ever top that the first one, but we're looking forward to trying to uh, to come close here. That'll bring this show to a close. Before I go, we have to get into the RV Book Club section of the show, which involves neither books nor clubs. And this week, I want to highlight the Ultimate Zero RV Watch List, both the NFC and ASC edition, done by Blair Andrews and Court Smith, where they talk about some upcoming Zero RB targets, as well as how the past Zero RB touts they've had are going. That's going to do it for this week's Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. You can find me on Twitter at FFKyleTheKid. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can always get a hold of us at roadofhisradio.gmail.com and catch us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And you can always support the show by going to roadofhis.com forward slash podcast and subscribing with a 30% discount. Set, save California. It's Sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure ready Explorer or the all new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford F 150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So, ready, set, save. The Labor Day Sellathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September 3rd. Geico presents Yikes, another voicemail from your roommate. Sup, roomie? Hey, a pipe burst in the basement. It's completely flooded. Anyway, I called for someone to fix it, but in the meantime, I was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted. I got some cool swan floaty things already going. Could you pick up some chips on your way home? Later. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings. A four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th. Only on Showtime.